Ding, 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 ding. Welcome to Talking Pictures Trivia, the podcast in which a group of geographically challenged friends explore movies through trivia as an excuse to keep their friendships alive. I'm one of these friends and today's host, Nick, and with me is... Tom. And KJ. All right. Great to have you back as always. This episode, we are taking a look back at season two to appreciate and honor the good, the bad, and the ugly of season two. Welcome to the second annual Trivial Awards, where we will be awarding trivies for various accomplishments and achievements. Some of the categories we will be exploring today include best guest moment, best movie watching companion, best ad, most surprising movie, best movie, and of course, best episode. We'll be using the Trivitron 5000 to determine the winners. Many of the Trivial Awards are being announced live in this episode, but there were a few Trivial Awards given out off mic, and we wanted to mention them before we got started. The longest episode of season two was Close Encounters of the Third Kind, clocking in at one hour and 14 minutes. Want to thank Tyler from Three Films and a Podcast for extending that episode out to the longest time. Uh, the episode with the most views on YouTube was The Englishman Who Went Up a Hill But Came Down a Mountain with 37 views. Wow. Thank, yeah, 37 views. There are 37 people out there that hit play. Maybe on not YouTube. On YouTube, yeah, and listened. Um, so we want to thank Steve, who was the guest on that episode. Um, we hope to end up on your Instagram more often because it is, it is helping. Um, most listens in podcast land was World of a Pooh with 68 listens. And again, we got to thank three films in a podcast. There was um, some cross promotion there and it absolutely worked in at least one direction. So <laughs> thanks again, guys. Um, most B-sides listen was also the World of a Pooh B-side, um, an artist dream with 27 listens. And I want to mention Tom's been working on a paper based on this B-side, which may be published in a book by Rudel Edge Publishing, um, either in late 2022 or maybe sometime in 2023. Check it out. The it might longest... be Rutledge. Rutledge? Yeah. It's also certainly not guaranteed. Okay. <laughs> you know, there's talks with the company to, to get that going. Yeah. But yeah. It's, it's fine to mention, yeah. If it's not published, uh, reach out to Tom on Twitter um, at ThomasLemon15. He'll send you a, a copy, maybe. I don't know. Um, a Kickstarter or something. Sure, like. yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll send you a copy. Yeah. <laughs> um, the longest running ad series was a fun one this season, which was Kyber Knives, which ran during our Mandalorian, written by uh, Nick. And then, um, yeah, Kyber Knives. Um, no need to force it. Well, not just written by me, but all of you participated. We had everyone doing voice acting. It was really a true collaboration. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. That was a good one. And the last trivia we're handing out before the show was the most frequent guest. However, there's some discrepancy here. So Chris was on 12 different episodes, but that included the first season of The Mandalorian. So I don't know how we count that. Mm. Doug had eight appearances with eight actual movies. Maybe we have them both up on stage to accept the. Uh, I think you know, so. I, I think we can yeah. throw two trivies out there. Yeah, two trivies for them. Yeah, you know, okay. for each one. Can for they each. fight for it? I, you know. 
Oh, yeah, we'll put the trivia in the middle of the stage. Yeah, and, and they can use know, trivia knowledge to. Oh, that might be our most frequent. Yeah, I was gonna say. I think Tom was going <laughs> battle to the death. Yeah, jeez. Yeah. <laughs> I wasn't saying battle to the death. I, I'm okay. I close to it. They can tap yeah. out right at the end. You know. <laughs> I could be convinced. We'll talk off stage. That may be our future most viewed uh, video on YouTube. <laughs> Chris and. And Doug fighting to the death. <laughs> to the almost that's, death. <laughs> yeah, that's gonna be that's not gonna be a long, slow video. I think. <laughs> we might think more highly of these uh, trivial awards than the people receiving them. I don't, you know, I couldn't imagine fighting over well. So. <laughs> yeah, they they also might both say no. <laughs> <laughs> but without further ado, let's get to our first category, Tom. The first category for our trivial awards is the best guest moment. And we'd like to thank all our guests for coming on our show and making this podcast possible. KJ, what is your nominee for best guest moment? My nominee for best guest moment is none other than Pat Gavin on our Talking Trivia trivia episodes. There was a question that kind of had a question and then a follow-up question. And he buzzes in early because he, he does it right after that first question. And it's pretty funny. It, it's pretty good. Um, but then we decide to repeat the question and he does it again with perfect comedic timing. And it was just, I, I laughed out loud. I wasn't on that episode, so I got to experience that as a listener. And I, I just thought that was fantastic. So Pat Gavin buzzing in early twice. Edna E. Mode is a super suit specialist. What is the one thing she will not do? What is the... No, I didn't finish the question. There's more to the question. That's not fair. What was the one thing she I, will not do? How I, am I supposed to know? <laughs> it definitely I, sounds like the end of a question. <laughs> There's two parts to this question. Fine. Well, we'll throw it up to chance. Go, go, Edna, go. Uh, Let's just keep going. Keep going, keep going. I'm, I apologize. Mm. I apologize. Edna E. Mode is a super suit specialist. What is the one thing she will not do? What is the one thing she will not include with a super suit? <laughs> Mine was going to be similar to KJ's, but I decided to go in a different direction because in that same episode, Pat seemed to not think that we knew he was getting more buzzed as the recording went on. So uh, I think that may have had something to do with his uh, trigger-happy uh, buzzing there. But I'm going to go in a different direction. There was an episode where Ben Lawhorn of Three Films and a Podcast was nice enough to join us. And I'm going to try to see if I can set this up correctly <laughs> without actually um, reading it verbatim. During the World of a Pooh episode, there was an interesting exchange between... Tom, KJ, and Ben regarding Tom's derogatory comment about the type of person who would randomly pick up a guitar during a party, then KJ inquired to Ben if he ever was that guy, and Ben politely pled the fifth. So it was a really unique moment, and I think we all had a good laugh on that one. Yeah, they bring it up in the movie, actually. Um, I think uh, Pooh's aunt calls him Krishna, and I think Krishna's uh, fairly mm. famous for having a flute pretty often okay yeah okay 
Yeah, and he's reciting he's reciting poetry. He's, <laughs> he's like the guy on the quad with the guitar. <laughs> like that, in, that insufferable son of a bitch who's like always playing guitar. Wait a minute, Ben, were you that guy in the quad with the guitar? <laughs> I'm not in the fifth here. <laughs> <laughs> I know you're in the band. <laughs> yeah, he's got the guitar at the party. Like, okay, well, here's Wonderwall. <laughs> I put here Ragnar mentioning uh, King Kong's Dong in the King Kong Skull Island episode. We're having a discussion about something. <laughs> it's like returning to nature or something like that. And, and he mentioned that, um, you know, that he, he was thinking often about uh, uh, King Kong's uh, uh, genitalia, I suppose, in, in the movie. And, and, you know, we kind of investigated it and found some interesting facts about uh, uh, gorilla ratio uh, dong size. Uh, and so it was a funny moment, but we I think we all learned something. Funny and informative. That's why people come to Talking Pictures Trivia. Uh, that you only have this kind of um, emotional response to the thing that overwhelms you, not that you can understand it. And even if you want to put it into verse, the verse itself kind of runs away from you, even as you compose it. I'm shocked that you're when you're watching this film, you can think of all that, and I'm just thinking like, where's Kong? <laughs> yeah, well, I was also a thinking of that. Gap. There's a big gap between how the, how big of a gap, Ragnar. <laughs> uh, you're trying to say there shouldn't be that big of a gap. I, I yeah. wish there weren't. You know, I'm down here mm -hmm. in the gutter. Yeah, but we, we, do you really we, wish yeah. that? Do you really wish that? I think Kong looked great in his present glory. Let's be honest. Yeah. And the winner of tonight's first trivia is Kong's Dong. Wow! Yes, <laughs> Kong's Dong is the winner. So we want to we want to congratulate and thank Ragnar for his uh, his help on all these episodes, as well as his insight into the primate genitalia. Thank you, Ragnar, for your, your contribution and um, your knowledge. And thank you, King Kong. Yes, yeah, so that's the real <laughs> gift that keeps on giving. The real Kong. The second category <laughs> for the Trivial Awards tonight is the best movie watching companion. Every episode, we ask the guest if they could watch this movie with anyone dead or alive who would it be? And we've had some fantastic answers, guys. The guests have really came up with cool things. It was pretty often the director or the lead actor, but we've also had things um, like a, a relative that would have really enjoyed the movie that they would have liked to sit down to. We got some insight into um, how people watch these movies. Um, one was very sweet. They said they wanted to watch it with us. That was very nice, right? That was uh, pretty good. Um, so Nick, who is your nominee for best movie watching companion? There were a lot of good answers this season regarding this question. So I had to think really deep on this one. And I had to go back to an episode, which I think covered not only a, a hidden gem of our series, but also a hidden gem of a movie called Bill's Folly. And in this one, our guest James thought that the best way to enjoy watching this movie would be with none other than 
Andrew Lloyd Webber. And based on the crazy different performances that occur within this film, I would love to see what his reaction would be uh, comparing that to some of the things that Andrew Lloyd Webber has done on Broadway. So I think that one really jumped out at me as unique because you, I would never have thought of that for Bill's Folly. Never in a million years. No, that's, that's true. That was a really good pick. If you could watch Bill's Folly with anyone, dead or alive, who would it be? Andrew Lloyd Webber. The reason why I would love to see what someone so prolific in the Broadway community thought of the musical number at the end. That's a good point, yeah. Do you think he'd like it? I, the song wasn't... I, the, the, no, the number was great, the dancing and the visuals, and, but the mm-hmm. actual song... No, I, I guess maybe that's kind of what, what reminded me of him. It almost was kind of like... it was You know what it was? It was like a knockoff version of his worst stuff. It was like, mm. take, the, take the worst song from like Cats, right? And then think like, all right, what if I went a little worse than that? Like what, what, what level are we dealing with, right? <laughs> Not laughably bad, but like a knockoff of the worst, basically. I hear have uh, Pat Gavin saying Robespierre in Madame Dubarry. I like that response because it was a revenge pick. Gavin wanted Robespierre to see the consequence of his his actions in the French Revolution. And I don't think we've had a revenge pick yet. The, the closest might have been Doug picking Will Smith to watch The Matrix because, <laughs> <laughs> because Will Smith passed on The Matrix or Wild Wild West. Um, but I think the Robespierre pick is a, is a better revenge watch than, than even Will Smith. Tom, I think you had a revenge pick on uh, Return of Martin. What was uh, what was her name? Catherine, right? Catherine. Oh, Catherine de Medici. I, yeah. I, yeah, I did have a revenge pick. Yep. I, you know, so I was gonna maybe inspired by. Rose yeah, I, I think I was inspired by that, <laughs> Catherine. Just these the revenge through the evil people through history by making them watch mediocre period pieces. <laughs> Could watch Madame Dubarry with anyone, dead or alive. Who would it be? I would watch this with Robespierre. (laughs) (laughs) And why? Because that would be awesome. That would be fun. I'm sorry, but watching this with Robespierre would be hilarious. Um, He would deserve it so hard. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) I would watch it with Robespierre and just just hear the vitriol come forth. Oh, it would be fantastic. (laughs) That is is my answer. Uh, so my my favorite guest answer um, was on the coming to America episode. So we're in the middle of a pandemic. We're all watching these movies kind of in isolation. And and Nora came and said she just wants to watch it with anybody in a group. I forget what snack she said, like with salsa. Remember when we had salsa and we watched movies? So just um, I really like that. It was just the companionship of watching movies. That was my favorite pick. When I read that. I, I thought you had to dance. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Tom, you, you often make fish when watching movies. I am constantly dancing a salsa about, uh, yeah, <laughs> what's the other ones? Uh, uh, the, the tango, the, uh, <laughs> tango. The, the, the tarantella, the dangerous dance, the tarantella. Uh, yeah. Merengue. Constantly, yep. 
it helps um with the sound if you could watch this movie with anyone dead or alive who would it be yeah i kind of struggled with this one i don't know on one hand i was like i don't know eddie murphy or arsenia hall uh but uh i I don't know i feel like in coronavirus uh just like i don't know maybe just like a couple of friends in my actual house Without masks on, is that too much to ask? <laughs> something <laughs> realistic. Uh, Nora, something realistic. Just like salsa. You remember, remember salsa? Like, like yeah. eating in the presence of others and watching movies, popcorn. <laughs> Anyone I Any of your friends is, is your answer, basically. <laughs> remember pants. I remember wearing pants. They chafed occasionally, but they were very nice. Amazing. And the winner of tonight's best movie watching companion trivia is. Nora saying anyone. <laughs> I think the timing of a pandemic, though, also puts the, you know, this into great relevance. Yes. <laughs> yes, absolutely. But yes, I, I like how anyone won. Yeah, anyone, yeah. <laughs> anyone. <laughs> like when uh, Times uh, Person of the Year was you, right? It was the... <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay. okay. So, was it a mirror? Is it... <laughs> it was. <laughs> um, but I want to thank all of our guests for putting up with us with our silly questions. Um, I think we have a really fun question set up for next season. So I'm excited to see what our guests come up with um, with that question. Teaser? Any spoilers? A teaser? Are we revealing it now during the trivial? I award? think so. That's yeah. why people come here. That's yeah. what to yeah to get the sneak the little peeks. insights. So next season we will be asking the guests for their elevator pitch of a sequel to the movie we're doing. So if if they could write the sequel, even if the movie has a sequel, if they could write the sequel to the movie we're doing, what's their elevator pitch for it? Where do they want to see either the the movie go, the characters go? So that'll be our our question for next season. On to the third category, which will be discussing the trivial award for best ad. And I have to tell you, we couldn't do what we do today without our valued sponsors. There are a variety of ones that may or may not have lawsuits pending, but they are very nice enough to support what we do here week in and week out. Tom, what is your nominee for best ad? I will just say they all have lawsuits pending. Uh, so just a minor correction there. My nominee for best sponsor was the Kyber Knives uh, company. Their product is excellent. Uh, they sponsored us for, uh, gee, gee, Lou, what was it six episodes? It, uh, six or, or eight? eight? What was it? Something like that. It was eight, right? It was, no, no, no. It was four. That's right. It was four. I think it was five. I think it was five Kyber knives and three LSDRs. Okay. It was, they, they sponsored us through five episodes, which is, as we, as three, we mentioned sir. earlier. <laughs> no <Yeah>. fives. <laughs> they sponsored us through five episodes, which, as we mentioned uh, before, is, is the longest running sponsor of Kyber Knives. Uh, they have since declared bankruptcy, so I, I don't foresee them sponsoring us in the future. Apparently nobody 
uh, either wanted kyber knives or apparently they're exceptionally dangerous. And expensive. Uh, so <laughs> yeah, they're, they're a really, really good way to create some injuries. But that was Mamani, and I really want to thank Kyber Knives for their support throughout uh, the, the Mandalorian. Kyber Knives, the most efficient tool in kitchens throughout the galaxy, are proud to announce the inclusion of a revolutionary advancement in emitter technology in all our models. Chefs have the full capacity to adjust the length, thickness, and intensity of these luminous blades to fit the preparation needs of any ingredient. You can pick up one of these at Nima Outpost on Jakku, or literally at any other reputable vendor on a planet you'll actually want to visit. Kyber knives. No need to force it. My nominee was one of Tom's ads, which was the guard grizzly. Oh, yes. I thought that was hilarious. It just, the, the whole thing all the way through, the uh, the energy, the punctuation, I, I don't even know the right the right way to put it. And then imagining the, the bear, well, anyway, the, the guard grizzly, I thought was the, one of the best ads, or, or the best ad. What a fine day. Well, when you're living in a 600-foot, 10th-floor walk-up in A's story of Queens, every day is a fine day. But let me tell you, fella, there'd be a lot of rascals just looking to raid a swell place like this. That's why I got myself some mighty fierce protection. A god grizzly bear. Just call up the boys down at Guard Grizzly and they'll send you a six and a half foot tall, 700 pound rage beast trained to eat human flesh. My apartment has never been safer. Guard Grizzly. It's just a God bear. As I said earlier, we've really had a lot of great sponsors here on, on this show. So it was really tough for me to pick one out of all these wonderful sponsors. But I had to go back to one that was very relevant to me because as many of you may also do, I sit down a lot throughout the day. And you can tell the difference between a chair that's providing support and one that's really not doing it. So our sponsor chair support, which conveniently was also in the Bill's Folly episode, was excellent. And I, they have a very good product and they may be one of the few remaining sponsors still in business. So I would support them while you still can. But chair support was uh, definitely my, the winner in my book. Support them while they support you. Ah, that could be you the next slogan. Me to it. I, <laughs> oh, I yeah. to say that. <laughs> Give us money. <laughs> Oh no, your chair broke. Are you sitting right now? How does it feel? Are you tired of your chair shattering into a thousand splinters every time you sit down? When was the last time you put a new cushion on your chair? Is your house only filled with stools? Do you remember your favorite chair? Do you weigh in excess of 500 pounds, but still want a boogie? Are you tired of everything you sit on disintegrating into dust under your considerable weight? Three leg, four leg, five leg, six leg? We have support for you. Chair support will hold you up. Order now and receive a free ottoman support. 
for those ankles. Well, you've heard them all, so let's determine who the winner is. Tonight's winner for the best ad trivia is none other than... I have a personal connection with this winner. Chair support. Well done. Yay. 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 Oh, God. I hope they sponsor us again. Oh, they're out of business. No, no, no. I just let them out. Oh, 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 change. oh, no, no, no. Things okay. might have changed since we started recording. <laughs> <laughs> oh, one could hope. Yeah. The fourth category for the trivial awards tonight is the most surprising movie. Uh, one of the things that's really fun about doing this show is picking movies for uh, specifically uh, you guys to watch. Nick, Tom, like I, I really enjoy putting you guys through some movies that I really enjoyed and, and some movies that I that I didn't enjoy. Um, and I think it's really cool to see the movies you guys are thinking about. I, I've certainly would not have watched very many of your guys' picks if not for this show. So I, I really, really enjoy it. Ditto. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, so Nick, what was your most surprising movie? What's your nominee? It's funny. You should lead into this category in the way you did. My most surprising movie definitely was a KJ pick, which was memories of Matsuko. This is a film I never would have watched ever or even known existed. And wow, it was uh, quite the journey. So it was surprising around every turn. You really didn't know where this movie was going as you started to understand the journey that the main character went through. So I would say Memories of Matsuko was, is definitely one that surprised me. And I did enjoy it, but it was a wild ride. I'm going to say my surprise picture, my nominee, is House. I think that that picture was one I, I don't know if I had heard of it, even heard of it before, but it was a KJ pick. It was something KJ had brought to us. I think I hosted that episode, if I, if I remember that correctly. Yep, yep. So it was a good, uh, what, what people call synergy <laughs> of, <laughs> of KJ's interests and my... I won't say eagle eyes. I, I, that, that's not the uh, the body part I possess, but you know my um, my taste, right? And so I had to like kind of apply my taste to KJ's uh, KJ's taste, and it was a really that sounds so gross. <laughs> Let's try that again. No, no, um, yeah, you know, Tom's taste <laughs> is it applied to my wintergreen? <laughs> <laughs> Something I don't even uh, know. Yeah, it sounds like a well, <laughs> Sure, unsure. KJ, sure. <laughs> yeah, cologne by KJ and Tom. <laughs> and Tom. <laughs> I'm gonna get the hiccups. Um, by Thomas. <laughs> so House was my surprise pick. It was a KJ pick. Uh, I hosted that episode, so I had to, you know, use um, use KJ's movie and come up with questions for it, kind of come up with a, a bit of a, an interpretive narrative for the film. And I have to say the movie was bonkers. It's it's unlike other movies I had seen. And I, I really loved it. And I also love the mixed response we, we all had to it. Yes. Uh, I think that made it enjoyable that I could both enjoy it 
that I was in a position where I had to host a movie I, I wasn't previously familiar with, which I thought was a really, really fun thing to do. I actually I kind of like it better than um, picking movies I'm, I'm familiar with. And I did not expect that type of movie to uh, have that uh, have that effect or to exist, to be honest. So that was a great time. So my film is House. My nominee for most surprising movie is a Nick pick, The Fast and the Furious. I hadn't seen it when it first came out. I guess I had arrogantly decided what the movie was and already knew what it was without having seen it. So when I saw it, I was I was surprised. I was pleasantly surprised and I really enjoyed the movie for what it was. So my my most surprising movie this season was um, The Fast and the Furious. I was surprised you hadn't seen it before because I feel like everyone in our generation did. And not for nothing, KJ, there's some trashy movies you really enjoy. So <laughs> yeah, I just right, I'm not, I, I can't say that I'm surprised, but I'm, I'm surprised that you liked it as much as you did. Understanding what it is. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Exactly. I, that's that's why I was surprised. <laughs> I hadn't, surprised I hadn't seen it either. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was surprised you watched all the sequels. That's for for our audience. KJ then proceeded to watch. Yeah, I, don't, I, sequels, I haven't or? even done that. I, I got up to number eight, so I didn't see the spinoff, oh. and I, I, ha I haven't seen nine yet. You haven't seen John Cena as uh, Vin Diesel's brother or whatever it is? No, not yet. Spoilers. And the winner of tonight's most surprising movie trivia is Memories of Matsko. There's a lot going on in that film, though. It's it's not the same movie from the beginning to the end. Nope. Oh, I was going to say, it has like a bit of a sort of david like kind of mid to late david lean where his movies sort of went on and on it that, that wasn't supposed to be an insult it sounded like it but his movies kind of had this sort of long epic crest to it it doesn't look like a david lean movie but it has the, that kind of endurance or length um it's kind of maybe i'm i'll just stop <laughs> stop on that <laughs> stop myself <laughs> The fifth category for the Trivial Awards is Best Movie. We had a lot of really good movies, and we've had um, movies that are, are okay as well. <laughs> we, we like to mix it up. Um, you know, we, we have to cleanse our palate now and then and watch... Um, the, the Fast and the Furious, which was, was a lovely palette. That was an amazing there, film. <laughs> I, oh, yeah, that's, yeah. Yeah, mint, mint tastes good, I tell you. But um, yeah, and so I, I'm excited to be announcing this award. I mean, there is, I think one thing I will say, there's been a lot of variety in this, this season. Uh, I, I think, yeah. I think there's been a lot of variety, a lot of different countries represented as well. I think KJ, we talked about that at one point. Um, do you remember how many, something like 12 different countries through? Yeah, I think at least eight different mm -hmm. countries. Yeah. Um, yeah, between all of our picks. Mm -hmm. So yeah. it's, it's a very diverse. I think we've represented every decade going back from the 19 teens to the 2020s. So it is a, a wide breadth of films. And I really enjoyed it. 
I really had a lot of fun watching these films. So uh, let's let's hear about some of them. KJ, what is your nominee for best movie? So my nominee for best movie was The Passion of the Joan of Arc. Um, of the Joan of again. <laughs> <laughs> it was the Joan, the Joan of Arc. <laughs> the Joan of the Arc. My nominee for best movie is The Passion of Joan of Arc, which was a silent film from France, I believe, Tom, right? It was a French film. Yeah, it's a French film made by a German director. Okay. Um, and I was blown away by this movie. We had done a few silent films before that, which I really enjoyed, but this might be in my top 10 movies. It just completely captivated me. Um, I don't know how, but it like gets an emotional response out of you. Uh, it's just a, a wonderful, wonderful movie from, from start to end. KJ has a really good pick there, and that definitely is up there on my list. Now, my pick I know will not be shared by all on this episode, but I find it rare where a modern movie is super hyped up and then I watch it and then I still think it wasn't hyped up enough. I really did enjoy the Korean film Parasite, which was an Academy Award winner for best film. I saw this way after all of the hype had been out there. I kept myself away from any spoilers and watched it specifically for our show. I, I was almost calling it a Nick picks a KJ pick, hoping it would start a theme and no one else followed me. But needless to say, that definitely is my pick. Although I will say the other two that are up here, KJ's and which Tom's about to re reveal are also very solid picks. So Nick, I, you had mentioned that on the, the Parasite episode and I started thinking, what would I pick as a Nick pick? Tom, any ideas what you'd pick as a as a Nick pick there? Honey, I shrunk the kids. <laughs> well, you know, I wouldn't go with that, but I think that'd be a fun episode. I mean, that was one of the last things Rick Moranis did, maybe the sequel. <laughs> Which is why it's definitely important to cover on this show. However, the Rick Moranis. I think you could do better. I think you could do better. I think you what could else? Do oh God, what else could we do? Uh I guess we could do T2 again. Um, oh, Teen Wolf? No, I never was into that. I yeah, I, yeah, I, I kind of, yeah. I somehow knew you were into Teen Wolf. Yeah. Um, Ninja Turtles? I, Ninja oh, Turtles. Ninja Turtles yeah. was a big one. That, that's, that's right it. there. Yeah. Yes, yes. We should the, do that next season. Or we'll The Secret the of the season. Ooze. The Japanese Ooh. one got a little silly. You know, that that one, the third uh, one. The third one, the turtle. Yeah. I don't turtles know if it was in literally Turtles in Time. Turtles in Time. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but uh, yes, yeah, so I would say the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie is definitely one of the ones that had the VHS that got a lot of playtime, especially when my cousin Justin came over. It was that or the Star Wars or Indiana Jones. Those were kind of the, the cycle. So you heard it here first, folks. We're doing Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles <laughs> sometime next year. <laughs> I wouldn't fight it. I yeah go let's go let's go for it oh I would have to do it right yeah you'd have to pick it Tom okay 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 so, so Tom <laughs> if I, like, I regret a... everything <laughs> if I was to pick a Tom pick mm -hmm. it would be um, Baudrillard's Modernity I don't know if you guys have seen that or not it's a, <laughs> a big film from you know seventy nine eighteen seventy nine the 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 big theme of the season <laughs> modernity and and Baudrillard gets like 
how many times has he been mentioned? Uh, I, he's pretty times, signified. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'd have to go out of my way to find something that was old and from another country and award winning. That that would be my topic. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. What could you find? Other countries. <laughs> uh, let's see. Yeah. And Paris, it's a good KJ pick. So I should go my best movie. Um, the movie I picked, I, it was somewhat gauche to pick your own movies, uh, but the other movies I would have picked. That was another not... movie Tom would watch. Somewhat gauche. It's somewhat gauche. <laughs> gauche. 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 Excuse <laughs> With Whoopi Goldberg. <laughs> <laughs> and Patrick Swayze. <laughs> I don't think I've seen somewhat that. Ghost. <laughs> you heard it here first. We're branching off into a studio. Yeah. <laughs> this is going to be 80s, 80s, early 90s podcast. Uh, but somewhat gauche to, to pick your own picture. But my other favorites had been nominated for other categories. So I, I went with this one. Uh, the, and this one is the, the World of Apu, the very famous 1959 Satyajit Rai film. Part of it too was, I think that was our first cross promotional episode, if I remember correctly. So I, I have, it, it's maybe a little bit false because I have fond memories of that particular episode. And however, The World of Apu is, is one of my favorite, it just happens to be one of my favorite movies, which is not a big deal. It's, I think it's a lot of people's, one of a lot of people's favorite movies. And I also especially liked it because I saw how much you guys liked it. You guys seem to really- It was great. Yeah. yeah had a better response to it than, than uh, let's say Madame Dobery or, <laughs> or, or some of the silent pictures I, I had come up with. Um, My only so, regret is that we didn't do the whole trilogy. I know you and KJ watched it on your own, but I have not. And that's the only thing. I, at some point, I'm going to have to find time. I know you can watch this one independently, but that was I'm, I'm a completionist. So that's just kind of sitting out there. I, I need to <laughs> take care of that at some point. Yeah, I think I actually have... Do I have? Oh yeah, I have the the novel version of it right here. Oh wow, it was novelized. It was originally a novel. This oh, is it was a novel, and then they made the movies. Oh. It was two novels. It was Panther Panjali and Arapahito from mm. 1929 and 1931. And Rai found out about them because when he was an artist, he did the re-release cover art for, for oh, Panther Panjali. Uh, but anyway, um, so I think part of it was just my long time love for this this movie. Um, then afterwards, having this opportunity to write about it, so a little bit of a little bit of careerism, maybe. But also, really, I think being able to share it with you guys is what made me kind of love it all the more. Um, you know, I knew I, liked, you know, it, it's uh, it's not to be overly saccharine, but it, it is, it was a very nice experience for me that you guys liked it as much as you did. Thanks for sharing, Tom. Definitely. You're welcome. And the winner of tonight's best movie trivia is... The winner is Parasite. I concur. <laughs> Yeah, it was good. They all three of these were really solid picks, though. This was a really tough one for the Trivitron Five Thousand, I'm sure. <laughs> it was very stressed out. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. This this 
poor fellow. Uh, yes, congratulations, congratulations, Nick, on um, on picking and bringing to our attention a KJ feature that was also the best feature of the season. Well done, friend. It was a good episode too. Yes. yes yeah. So. Yep. We all had varying opinions about it, and it was a, it was a fun little polite fight. While it was a good episode, it was not on the list for the final category of the Trivial Awards, which is Best Episodes. Tom, what is your nominee for Best Episode? Ah, uh, what was my nominee? It is Tampupu or Popo. <laughs> every time. Every time, every time. Tampopo. <laughs> Tampopo. Um, I, I have to... Again, congratulate KJ on bringing another excellent feature to to our attention. This is a Japanese film from, is it 1985? Yeah, somewhere around there. I'm not, not exactly sure. Mm -hmm. Yeah, 1985, I had it right. And it is uh, written and directed by uh, Juzo Itami. And it's a classic. It's at this point, it's been around more than 30 years. And I had never seen it before, and I really liked the movie. I, um, I really loved it, and it also had all of us on it, right? KJ, you were yeah, and were on uh, it. Rachel, and yep. Rachel was on it, mm -hmm. and um, and I obviously it's it's your wife, so you have a good rapport. But I, I, uh, <laughs> I my favorite... not always obvious, but <laughs> yeah, yeah. luckily in this case, well, I, I also I, I enjoy having R Rachel on. Um, uh, it's always nice. We may enjoy her. Rachel more than KJ, but that's that what I was saying. <laughs> but uh, I think part of why I picked it, uh, I, it was a tie really for me between this and Englishman. Um, one reason was my favorite episodes are when there's the three of us. Uh, um, you know, that that's not always possible and, and that's fair enough, that's fine. Um, but I really like doing the show all the time, but especially when I get to do it with, with both of you guys. Uh, and this, an Englishman, an Englishman who went up a hill and came down a mountain, to give it its full title. When going back and listening through a lot of the season again, I think we're the ones that had kind of the most energy, the most ideas. It had the three of us. We were um, both kind of deliberate in our thinking, but also having a good time. And I think both of these episodes, uh, Tampopo and Englishman, also kind of touched on like kind of a overarching theme of the season, which is, as we said before, like the modern and, and different kind of dealing with the modern and that that coming in. Um, I, I think Tempopo got the edge because the film itself is a little better, I think, than Englishman. Uh, that is my nominee for the best episode. I thought you didn't pick Englishman because the title was way too long. <laughs> I, it, it, it was really close. I think that was a good episode um, as well. And uh, and Steve was a really good guest and a really helpful guest too. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I really wish he had he was able to come back that, that one episode. Um, I really like his company as well. Uh, I, I'm honestly giving it temp to Tempopo. Um, they, they were, it was really by a hair. I'm just gonna say, cause I think Tempopo is a better movie. Um, I know that's not the category, but it tends to, you know, whatever, elevate the discourse. Yeah, drive an episode. Sure. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, my, my uh, best episode nominee was House, 
um, which Tom had nominated for best movie. I, I think you guys just explored that movie fantastically. Um, as Tom pointed out, some of the guys on the episode liked it, some didn't. So I, I just I love the back and forth there. Um, I felt like Tom got the movie in ways that I didn't until after I had listened to the episode. So it was really fun to go through that journey as well with Tom. Um, I, I really liked liked House. And I just want to thank Kagar again for bringing Tom Popo and House to our attention. Those were both recommendations from Kagar. To oh, me. really? Yeah. Um, oh. A while back, a while back. But mm -hmm. those, yeah, I would not oh, have known about those. Kagar. So, yeah. Thank you, Kagar. Mm -hmm. Coming in strong. This category was no contest for me. I alluded to this film earlier on in the trivia awards here, but this is a hidden gem within our whole catalog of episodes covering a movie called Bill's Folly, which is a hidden gem in itself. I mean, we really had to dig deep to even uncover a copy of this thing. It's very small production, not a lot of uh, uh, coverage on this one at all. But this was a stellar episode. James was wonderful guest as always. Yeah, James providing was great. a lot of deep dialogue and discourse, and the the flow was there. I mean, we just had we we just meshed and gelled on this one. So I just really thought this was a solid showing of what this show does. But not all three of these can be the winner. We must determine one. So back to the Trivitron Five Thousand for tonight's best episode trivia. And the winner is You know what? This was a solid choice. The winner is Tampopo. My my heart was a little set on Bill's Folly episode, but Tampopo was a solid one. Tom, you you did identify a good one there. That was a great episode. If anyone had to watch just one episode of this whole season, I do think Tampopo would be a good one. So, definitely a good pick there. Yes, thank you. It was, it was a lot of work campaigning the Academy to give me this award. <laughs> I, Did you recode the Trivitron 5000? I, I paid off a lot of people, um, <laughs> but it was worth it for this, this trivi, this trivial. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I, I, all serious. I think that movie also kind of got the, um, got kind of the spirit of the season. A lot of the things we talk, it's, it's funny. I love going back and listening to the episodes in part because I'm a narcissist, but also in part because you get to kind of see <laughs> that there's these, these themes that are kind of going through and season two had like unified themes and whatnot. It's, it's, it was really interesting. Um, yeah. Bill, Bill, Billy's fault. Bill's folly was also a, a very solid picnic. Um, yeah. That was a, that yeah we really had a like a balanced conversation i think that was one of our more balanced conversations actually mm. we heard a lot from uh, from all four of us yeah uh, that's and, why i love what we do though because that's something that i never would have found mm -hmm. if it wasn't for us doing this show mm -hmm. yeah and and also um yeah, house was house was a lot of fun. As, as I already something. mentioned, it was something, all yeah. right. <laughs> Mixed opinions, to say the least. But yeah, the episode was a lot of fun. There. Yeah, it's, it's, oh, it's, yeah. It, was, it was also a lot of fun to research. Uh, I, I there's a lot of media on the on the thing, uh, so there's a lot of tools to look into when when uh, approaching that that movie. 
All kidding aside, though, when we don't all share the same opinion, it really does bring an interesting dialogue into the mix. And this one, there were definitely differing opinions as we shared before. <laughs> so season two, great season, guys. Mm-hmm. What are you guys excited about for season three? Any any movies coming up that you're particularly excited for? Oh, how deep do we want to go into the catalog here? Now, there's, there's a lot of good I, ones. I, uh, I a lot of good ones coming up here. I'm interested in let me just bring it up so i could remember it uh the the batman thing i think will be a lot of fun there's a really good merger of of old and new there we also have uh we have silent picture we have a a kind of tim burton 80s classic i like where we're starting off here i mean it's a little bit of a a blast from the past i'm not always big on the horror genre but Scream 5 is coming out, and we really thought that would be an interesting one to explore the original Scream and some other horror-type films in that first block. And I, I, I'm really looking forward to exploring that because some of those films, I've never seen Nosferatu from 1922. And in my mind, I know what you did last summer, for some reason is the sequel to Scream, which is absolutely not the case. They are totally <laughs> different franchises. But I have them in my head. And what's crazy is I think I've probably only seen each one of them once, probably in the theater, yet still have a vivid memory of both of those films in my life. And I guess as I was growing up. So it's, it's, it's fascinating to me, the power that has. But I'm looking forward to that as well as the, the Batman block to follow. What about you, KJ? Any, any interesting films you're... Yeah, uh, looking at looking ahead at next season, um, like you're saying, Tom, there's going to be some old silent films mixed right in with some of the more modern ones. Um, looking forward to the lead up to Jurassic Park. That should be a fun, yes. a fun time. Um, so I'm I'm also looking forward to ne- next season. Audience, we're we're planning on leading up to movies that are coming out in the theaters. So we're not necessarily doing the movie that's coming out, but we're we're trying to get ready for them by by looking either at movies that may have. Um, uh, gave the DNA to the movie coming out or um, our, our movie adjacent just to, to kind of get hype for the movies. So. Some are even inspirations to mm-hmm. inherited the DEA, yeah. the DNA, the DNA. Yeah. I think that'll be a fun thing too. I I'll be interested in what you guys think of Tinker Taylor. If you haven't seen it. I actually have an interesting tidbit on that film. Uh, Tinker Tailor Soldier Spy. Mm-hmm. I was invited to the previews of that. So mm-hmm. I only saw it before the finished polished version was done. So I don't know if that differs from the version that I saw. The version mm-hmm. I saw was quite long and unfortunately a little slow. So um, I'm curious what it'll look like when I watch the featured release version. And I'm, I'm also very interested in what you guys are going to think of the, the biopics or biopics. And I'm interested in who pronounces it biopic and who pronounces it biopic. I definitely was in the biopic camp. Yeah, <laughs> I didn't a even biography know picture. <laughs> yeah, but I, I've heard biopic quite a lot and I, I kind of like it. It sounds like a mechanical arm or something like that. I think it's too far removed from what the category is. <laughs> you mean the, the name of the category? <laughs> yes. Like, I'm excited biopic, because of the name of the category. Biopic. Like, I think more like cybernetic or something. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but I've heard it either way. But uh, yeah, I'm excited about that. I haven't revisited Kundun. 
in a long, long time. Um, and it's it's weird. It, it could also fall under like movies by a director that don't look anything like his other movies. Um, and Kundun is definitely that. It kind of covers both of those things. So I'm really interested in what you guys think of it. And I'm really worried you're going to hate it. <laughs> but, you know, that, that's that's fine. Torturing you guys can also be fun. Yeah. I was looking at the list and there really was another one that jumped out at me that I am very excited to talk about. And that's none other than Clerks from 1994. The reason this one really is intriguing to me, one, I haven't seen it in a million years. And two, this was a movie Tom introduced me to. It was at his house with the VHS. And it was when I realized not everything you see has to be on a big screen, okay, in the movie theater. There are some smaller release type items. And then there's other ways more... And I know you're going to laugh when I call Clerks an artsy film, but they went with the whole black and white. Again, we were young at this time. It wasn't your standard formula movie. So that was something that really showed me that there's other types of films out there and people have certain artistic styles within their productions. Please join us for season three, which will include movies leading up to big releases, including The Batman, Jurassic World 3, and Creed 3. You can find more of our content wherever you listen to podcasts, on our YouTube channel, Twitter at Talking Studios, and our website, TalkingPicturesTrivia.com. Join us next time when we start season three with movies leading up to Scream 5, starting with the original Scream from 1996. Stay tuned for our first impressions of this film. Ding, 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 ding. So the movie is Scream from 1996. What are your initial thoughts on this film? This was my first rated R film in theaters. And I remember my, my father taking me as a kid, however old I was. And I was very excited to see it. And I found it very thrilling as a kid. And I, I really enjoy it now. I have to say that as a kid, I sort of took it without its its mess of references I, I took it unto itself and really kind of enjoyed the the horror experience that i imagine the references that this movie is making inspired in earlier generations so revisiting this again for this podcast had a very nostalgic feel but it also had a very strange feel because i experienced it sort of disconnected from the illusions the movie was making. And so um, going back into it again, it it had an extremely different experience, not just because I'm significantly older. I have a history with horror movies. My mom was a big horror buff. I've watched horror movies since a very young age, which is probably inappropriate, but that's for another dis that's for another discussion. Scream was by far my first horror movie. So I had seen horror movies before. I enjoyed them for what they were, but at the same time, they were just like, oh, these are movies my mom likes, or this is something else. Scream was definitely the first movie that was for me. I was the right age, although maybe still just a couple years younger than I probably should have been, but it was for me, and I had I caught the references tangentially a little bit, and it really kind of made me want to go back and revisit the older ones, as well as the ones that came after, and at the same time as this one. So where I already had a penchant for horror movies because I was exposed to them by my mom, uh, this movie really kind of solidified and cemented that love of horror movies. And uh, I watched this movie probably once or twice, you know, every couple of years 
it's a great little it's a great little nostalgia trip it's uh it just it harkens back to a perfect time in my life yeah, i was like the perfect age to be influenced by movies and things of this nature so really really a good movie for me i love it so uh i really enjoyed revisiting it this time so i was about 10 when this came out nine or ten years old when this movie came out i i watched horror movies growing up with my older sisters and my older cousins too so i was already into things like that even though they did kind of freak me out a little bit you know being 10 but this was probably the first new first horror movie that i saw as a new movie and i didn't get any other references then it was way too young for that to really realize i just remember well a lot of people getting slashed but i enjoyed it there's something about it it influenced one of my assignments in sixth grade i remember that writing a couple short stories kind of influenced by scream so that's all i got I wonder what marks you got on those uh, stories in sixth grade, but needless to say, this was uh, an interesting, I'd say a unique rewatch for me because there's a very good chance that I have not seen this since 1996. And I also was at that age where I probably shouldn't have been watching this, but I know I somehow watched it in theaters. I don't think I went with Tom, but I, I, I definitely saw this in theaters. And all of these type movies, especially from this era, kind of blur together in my mind. But what was really nice about this is that I remembered enough to kind of catch up as I went, but I still had enough of a fog to still try to figure things out. And there were some key parts that I was still waiting for the resolution on to really kind of solidify my prior memory. So I really liked that, you know, I still was kind of fresh in some regards and I was trying to remember all the details that I had forgotten over the last, uh, what, 15 years. But I, I'm very glad we had a chance to go over this one. 